0: Hi, I'm Paddy Billington. Welcome to episode three of the Visit Scarborough podcast. Coming up in this episode, Scarborough's first ever mobile DJ, the legend Dave Marshall, talks about highlights from five decades entertaining visitors in Scarborough. Also, Mourner from Tall Stories Guesthouse in the Old Town reveals what it's like running this very unique place to stay between the castle and the harbour and radio presenter Darren Leatham shares some memories of Scarborough's famous cricket festival all that coming up plus on our social media pages we've been asking you where are the best places to get fish and chips in Scarborough it almost broke the internet we had hundreds of comments so plenty to read out Before we get underway, I just would like to start by saying thank you. Thank you for downloading and listening to the first couple of episodes of the Visit Scarborough podcast. We've got hundreds of listeners already, and people are listening from all over the world, including the USA, Canada, Finland, France, Germany, Australia, Norway. So thank you. Please do subscribe to the Visit Scarborough podcast wherever you get your podcast from, and you'll be notified when a new episode is released. And if you get your podcast on iTunes, I'd really appreciate an iTunes review. Now, my first guest this week is the legend Dave Marshall. If you've been visiting Scarborough for a long time and you've enjoyed some of our famous summer shows over the years at various different venues, chances are you'll have come across Dave. Dave, it's great to have you on the Visit Scarborough podcast. Thank you. I bet you've got some incredible memories from some amazing Scarborough venues over the years.
1: Oh, I could pick plenty of highlights. I could keep you talking forever. But initially when I started up, we were playing like with the groups just as a mobile DJ playing the records of the day. And I mean records in local village halls because that was the thing there was no clubs really where you could get in so the kids used to go along to these village halls and eastfield community center on a thursday night and have a jig along from there on i did a bit of club work and started working in the holiday camps but at this time i was still more or less a function dj after that I progressed. I got lots of contracts for Scarborough Borough Council when it was a big concern. Entertainment was run by an entertainment's officer sat in an office and you went along and you interviews and he took you on board tell you what he wanted. It was a lady called Sandra, Sandra Blair actually was husband on Michael's Club which is the predecessor to the penthouse and michael's it was a cabaret club and i'd worked in there then became entertainment officer for scarborough council to cut a long story short she came on to me she just said one day we've got a couple of ideas but it'll mean working with children and families are you are you up for that as opposed to just working with over 18s and that was the start of the corner
0: ah yes the famous corner entertainment complex north bay
1: the corner to me did me a world of good they were running it as a cabaret bar with maybe a singer on a dancer an impressionist and a bit of music in between and it wasn't working so they had this idea to make it into a family venue and they got me on board and i never looked back number of seasons i've did there on christmas eves with the uh, family nights things like that some of the shows some of the stars even who came through
0: well I was gonna say actually because you'll have worked with a lot of big names at all sorts of different venues in in the Scarborough area. So who are your favourites to work with?
1: Gotta say the Chuckle Brothers haven't we for a kick off. I mean, me working with them as an entertainer, I learnt so much about comparing shows, presenting shows, timing shows. I'd already worked eight, nine years backstage at the Futures Theatre as a stage so in the good old days, when there was two and a half thousand people twice nightly. So I knew what a proper professional show should be run like. And I must admit, I tended to sort of try and get that into what I was trying to get across, because the council would lead me to it and say, your compare, we've got an act goes on, they do 45 minutes, they come off, you do half an hour, they do 45 minutes, make sure it all falls into place, and with the chuckles, there was no problem.
0: I mean, I've seen you uh, perform at various events, and, uh, you know, one of your skills is that, you know, if someone said, right, there's 60 minutes, fill it, you'd have no problem, would you?
1: No, I, I like to think that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't specialise in any one type of music. Very similar to yourself, I, I read my audience and if one thing works, carry on a little bit. If it doesn't work, let's swap it around and I'll give everybody a go. But the Chuckle Brothers show was a bit different because it was a matter of honing it to a a three hour show. I would do half an hour at the beginning. The lads would come and do the 45 minute routines. We'd have a little 15 minute interval that I would keep the kids going, keep the audience up there they'd do 45 then we'd do a little disco at the end the lads would come out and sign autographs and that's how it went the first season cut a long story short the first season i worked there with the chuckle brothers we didn't get anybody in we were looking through the curtains for a seven o'clock kickoff and you were looking at 10 12 15 people just nobody there the chuckles at that time were doing summer seasons holiday camps butlins but they weren't on tv they were on tv as voiceovers For uh, the Chuckle Hounds, which was a cartoon show, so we we struggled to get audiences. We got there, but the season after, they'd had a television series, the first ever of Chuckle Vision, and we rolled up the first night after rehearsals. We rolled up and opened up the first night, and the queue was back to the swimming pool, right back towards the open air theatre.
0: Wow! And from
1: there on in, that's how it went.
0: Uh, You've mentioned. A couple of the venues that are no longer around now. We've got the corner mentioned there, the Futurist as well. There are still plenty of venues in Scarborough. Where are your favourites to perform now or or where are your favourites just in general really?
1: Yeah just in general I mean I love performing at Filey Everon Centre which a lot of people until I tell them what it is and where it is don't realise it's a great family venue. I performed in Filey when I worked for Scarborough Council that I had the contract to perform in Filey Scarborough which whether it be the Spa or the Corner because there was various shows going on or Whitby Pavilion now, finally, I started off in a place called the Sun Lounge, which was just a, a, a little old-fashioned theatre below the gardens there. And we'd just get a children's entertainer on and, you know, a bit of magic, Mr. Topper or Colonel Custard's, whatever he was called, <laughs> <and> Augustus <laughs> Circus even. And, and I'd link things there. Finally, always been good, but the Everyone Centre, yeah, definitely. I'm still there. Scarborough Spa was always good, always, without doubt. I'm not being political, but when it went out to contract, the operators had different ideas of what they wanted to put on. So, sadly, it, it went as a family venue. I think it went as a sort of conference venue as well. It disappeared from the sort of scene. And similar to the corner, progress has got to be made and the corner maybe had to go. And I don't get involved with that, but nothing replaced it. There was no family venue. So corner definitely the corner made it for me
0: this is a very positive podcast you know very positive about scarborough there's so much on offer and so many people love visiting scarborough and continue to love visiting scarborough but there was a heyday wasn't there a few decades back these venues will have been packed out obviously we've got the scarborough Open Air Theatre now which is fantastic to bring in some really world-class names but in terms of that more traditional entertainment it does feel like there was much more on offer things were much better attended shall we say, back in the day.
1: I've got I've got to go with that. I mean, even when I worked backstage at The Futurist, in those days, uh, I mean, when you get people like Sylla Black and Jimmy Tarbuck, can you count them as your friends, and they're coming and doing two shows a night, six nights a week, and Markham and Wives pop in on the Sunday to do another show. It was different clientele, definitely. People had to come to Scarborough and stay the week, because we had to tackle getting through Leeds, even Tadcaster, There's no bypasses. So, it wasn't worth coming, I said not worth it, it took ages to come for a day, because you could spend possibly up to three hours coming from Leeds Mm. in them days, so they would come for the week, get booked in the hotels, down to the futurist buy the tickets and that continued for quite a while and the, it was a family entertainment but things things change.
0: People in Scarborough are desperate to get the A64 jeweled all the way uh, inland uh, to Leeds and some say be careful what you wish for. Yeah, It's happened in other places and then it, all it does is it might bring more people over but um, less people are likely to stay because they can, be get, they can get home on the same say. day. Yeah,
1: I think that's where the open air theatre wins. I know people who, who run shall we say boarding houses and, and, and little bed and breakfast and they say the open air is great for them because it gets people into the town to see the show and they book into the hotel. They say, right, oh, we're going to see a show. It's going to be 11 o'clock gone before we're done. Let's stop overnight and possibly they're the ones, your as your day trippers, who are going to stay and, and spend a bit of money in the town. So that's a great idea. It doesn't happen as much, obviously, but it's, it's just, it's the right idea. People, they will take advantage
0: of that. Mm. We're asking in this podcast as well, Dave. You'll have an answer for this. Where is the best place to get fish and chips in Scarborough? Where's your favourite?
1: I've got three. Firstly, I I go to a guy called Dean's in Northway because I know he's standard and I I know he he never let you down and things like that. Fish and chips, the north side one, definitely down the bottom of Columbus Ravine there. Yeah, North North Bay Bay Fisheries, yeah. And if ever you see Matthew Silk's name on a fish and chip shop, there that's where you need to be.
0: Okay, great. And, obviously, it's a tough time, you know, for those of us who work in the entertainment industry. Have you got things lined up for this summer where visitors could see you this, this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I've got everything that was put in place last year. We're just hoping to carry it forward, which will include every Monday evening at the Edron Centre, which is a family show. Um, people just come along, pay the money. Mums and dads can sit around and be bald stiff or have a laugh at me, some of our corny jokes. But the kids aren't under the feet so the kids are enjoying themselves and mum and dads can relax that's the head run a couple of holiday camps been asking me sort of weekend functions keep me busy anyway i mean I, I can remember when we used to go up to places like whitby spa as an example their marketing was fantastic when it was the council the lady up there she would say right we're going to charge the kids for example three quid but mums and dads can come in for 50 pence it was that way around yeah. You'd come along with three kids, but then mum and dad might come, granddad and grandma might come, mom, his uncle might come as well, 50 pence a head, knowing full well that the bar was open and thank you very much. It's all about marketing. But yeah, I'm hoping the Everon Central will come off again. We've not put it in stone yet, but obviously we just said, well, this year's gone. Let's have a look at next year.
0: Dave, lovely speaking to you. I know and a lot you. of people will be thinking, I know that name. Lovely to get you on the podcast. Fingers crossed, Farley, Everon looks pretty
1: definite. And if they keep their ears and eyes open, they're going to gonna see me around somewhere else as well. Yeah, can absolutely. come in and say hello, or can I get your pint or something like that.
0: <laughs> that's them buying you a pint, right?
1: Yeah, that's all right.
0: See you soon. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, Paddy. Good luck, mate. This is The Visit Scarborough Podcast, Episode 3. I'm Paddy Billington. Thank you so much for listening. Still to come, we speak to Mourner, who runs the Tall Stories Guest House in Scarborough's Old Town. And we also hear from radio presenter Darren Leatham and his memories of Scarborough Cricket Festival. But right now, it nearly broke the internet, this we asked on the visit scarborough facebook page twitter and instagram as well where is the best place to get fish and chips in scarborough so many comments rowena weenie riley says cappermans and before that mcgregors andrea reitig says Crossgates. eileen whittaker goes for marks fiona stared cappermans lizzie bramley and tracy starkey both say winking willies golden Grit says audrey westbury Kappelman says graham rogers Uh, Bamford's, if it's still open, says George Brook. Ramsill says Dawn Stillings. The Welcome In on the harbour says Lindsay Dawn. Golden Grid on the harbour says Mavis Lynch. Carol Greenlee says Mark's Fish and Chips. The homemade fish patties are amazing. And as for their scraps, mmm. Jay McLeod goes for North Bay Fisheries without a doubt. Robert Justin McCartney, I like this. The place with the shortest queue. The Welcome In, says Judith Armitage. The fish pan on the seafront, mmm, says Michaela Parker-Davis. Day Thorpe. Gets his fish from the Lifeboat fish and chip shop and his chips from the fish pan. Louise Berry, Winking Willies. Oh, and their milkshakes. Joy Sims likes to go into the town centre to Wackers, which is near Iceland. That's Scarborough's biggest fish and chip restaurant, by the way. Dean's Chippy on Northway says Jackie Donahue, award-winning. Uh, Gemma Monday says I only ever go to the fish pan. And Ellen Mould says Carol's Place on Columbus Ravine. Thank you for all of that. We will do more of those in a bit. Your Favourite places to get fish and chips in Scarborough. Right, time to welcome my second guest. This is Mona, who runs the Tall Stories Guest House in Scarborough's Old Town. It's such an amazing building. Let's discover more right now. Uh, Mona, how long have you run the Tall Stories Guest House now?
2: Well, we've been here eight years, so this coming year will be our ninth year now. It's gone ever so quickly. <laughs> yeah,
0: how's those eight or nine years been for you then? How have you found Visitor numbers to Scarborough. How have you how have you found it?
2: Every year's been better than the last the previous year. We've um, gone from strength to strength really. It's been amazing, I think, to think that we've never done this before and it was a new venture. Every year's been very good until last year, sadly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well we'll come to that in a bit. But tall stories. I've had a tour of, of your place and it's it's really quite special, isn't it? It's a it's a lovely building on the inside and out with some fabulous views over the harbour and south bay in scarborough just tell us a bit about what it's like inside
2: well it's um it's a very quirky house it looks quite small from the outside but it goes on and on it's um period it's grade two listed building and it has seven letting rooms it's beautiful really it's it's a surprise it's like a a hidden gem really
0: Yeah, the staircase is just tremendous as well, isn't it?
2: The staircase goes on and on and on. It's on five floors, so you can imagine how high it is.
0: Your rooms are pretty special too, aren't they?
2: Yes, all the rooms are individual. Um, Quite a few of them have got four poster beds and um, three have spectacular sea views and the other ones look onto the front of the house, the castle battlements, I guess. Yeah. Yeah
0: and like you say you know it looks small on the outside but it's a bit like the doctor who police box isn't it on the inside and and at the back you've got um, a conservatory and and quite a spacious garden as well somehow in quite a squashed old town you've got a lot of space at the back
2: we're so lucky with our garden it's beautiful in the spring and the summer and uh, we've got a conservatory and we've now got a greenhouse so i'm planning to grow lots of nice things this year
0: Brilliant! So it is a special place. Where, where does the name come from? Actually, Tall
2: Stories. I think the two guys who originally set it up as a b they named it Tall Stories because they had a lot of stories to tell about it, and um, with it being tall, I think that was the that's where the name came from.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a great name, great name. What do you love most about Scarborough? Then, obviously, you've moved here, you've taken on this. What do you most love about living? and working in Scarborough.
2: Do you know what I think? I love the people. I think it's such a friendly place coming from where we came from. It was friendly but this I think we feel very inclusive here. Everybody's um, been very helpful and kind to us and we've made a lot of nice friends here. There's a lot going on in Scarborough. There's something for everybody I think. There's music, there's theatre, there's the open air theatre, there's Stephen Joseph. It's just a fabulous place and i think there's something for everybody to get involved with and um and that we've been made very welcome here it's such a great area as well everywhere you go there's a lovely walk you can choose different routes every day it's uh, it's just fabulous
0: are you hopeful for the future then you know sooner rather than later things will get back to normal and you'll be able to get back on your feet again
2: oh i hope so (laughs) i hope so i think so when we closed down in march last year i was worried about anybody coming back but, but when we opened up again in July or June. Was it June or July? We were just inundated with people, and I think that's hopefully that'll happen this this next year when we get out of this.
0: People appreciate the the simple things. So many people are telling us on this podcast how much they love Scarborough and how much they're missing Scarborough. So I think you're right. There will be a boom to come. It's just hanging in there, isn't it? Until until then, really.
2: Yes, yes, I think so. Even if everything's not opened, I think people will just come to be here because um, just walking by the sea or you know just being in the area is just lovely fresh air and just makes you feel good
0: absolutely and uh, you know you've got you've got a location there that is the envy of many quite literally between the castle and the harbour. When people stay there they must really feel like they're on holiday
2: Oh they do, they do, they love they can walk anywhere, they can just park the car, they don't have to drive anywhere, they can walk into town or down on the seafront or up to the castle and you know down to the North Bay to peace home I think um, it's a perfect location, I think that's what makes Tall Stories so special and we're the only one in the area, in the old town so we're a bit unique
0: while you're on morning we're asking this week where is your favorite place to get fish and chips from in scarborough (laughs) do do you have a favorite chippy in scarborough Uh,
2: yes yes i do well there's so many good ones but we like marks on castle road
0: right okay yeah
2: absolutely delicious or the north bay fisheries are very good but the ones on the front are very good the fish pan's really good and the Tunny club we're lucky we've got so many
0: yeah it's difficult to choose <laughs> you mentioned so many it's like it sounds like you do nothing else but uh, visit, ah! vi- visit the fish and chip oh, shops
2: no. we don't have we have it as a treat and we usually just have it if somebody comes to stay with us friends whatever we don't have them very often
0: great suggestions there thank you so much for your time and uh, and hopefully hopefully uh, things back to normal sooner rather than later
2: yes fingers crossed
0: that's morna from tall stories Guesthouse in scarborough it is well worth staying there and you can actually find it listed at visitscarborough.com if you click accommodation, find out more about it, see lots of pictures and get yourself booked in for a stay as soon as you are allowed to visit Scarborough again. Right, coming up very shortly, we'll hear from radio presenter Darren Leatham on uh, some of his favourite things to do in Scarborough. He's certainly a big fan of cricket, that's for sure. Uh, Right now, though, more of your favourite places to get fish and chips in Scarborough. Ellen Mould says Carol's Place on Columbus Ravine. Henry Kappelman says the lifeboat in Hill. Uh, Also, David Brooks, North Bay Fisheries for his every time. Aiton Fisheries, says Tracy Middleton. Ben Wynn says Winking Willies near the harbour. North Bay Fisheries says Sean Tymon newlands park fisheries and marks as well says ruth dale and stephen crosby says north street the two sisters are superb now that i'll be honest is my favorite as well Uh, the fish and chip shop we're talking about on north street in scarborough is called small fry and basically ever since i was a small child my dad uh took me there every friday night and the two sisters were there then and they're still there now they must have been there the best part of 40 years and they're still there now and nothing has changed the fish and chips are still absolutely delicious so i absolutely love going to uh small fry on north street in scarborough thank you for that stephen we'll do some more of those favorite places to go and get fish and chips very very soon right now though let's hear from top Hull radio presenter darren leatham here he is sharing what he likes to do the most when he visits scarborough
3: Now there is so much to see and love about Scarborough but one real highlight for me is the cricket ground. I just love it. Now, you get cricket grounds all over the UK. However, Scarborough has got a special kind of atmosphere about it. You get the nice family feel about it as well. You get a lot of the holidaymakers going down to spend a day or two at the cricket. And the festival, which takes place every year, is always something special. My mates and myself, we always used to get a flat for a week, either in Trafalgar Square or down North Marine Drive itself. And we'd spend our mornings walking along the front, playing football on the beach, walking through Peason Park. Our evening's out and about around Scarborough, <laughs> drinking too much, but we'd always spend our afternoon sat watching the cricket and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. And the beauty of it as well Unlike other cricket grounds, as I mentioned, the family atmosphere, but the players were always so approachable too. You'd often go into, say, the cricketer's arms of an evening or into the Albert or something like that and find one or two of the players in there. I remember seeing Ian Botham propping up the bar in one of them and going across, having a natter, having a chat, Getting your pictures taken with them, having a few autographs and stuff like that. It was always a great atmosphere. It was always good fun. And because it's Scarborough as well, there's always that friendly, fun atmosphere which added to it.
0: (laughs) That was Hall radio presenter Darren Leatham with uh, some of his favourite things to do when he visits Scarborough. Some tourism news to share with you this week. When it is safe to come back to Scarborough, you might come in on the A64. Most people do. Just before you head into Scarborough, you pass Morrison's, McDonald's and what was the Papa's Fish and Ship restaurant. That is currently being demolished to make way for a KFC drive-thru and a Costa as well. So if you're a fan of either of those, there's something to look forward to in the not-too-distant future. Also, if you're a fan of the Lookout Cafe on the west pier in scarborough amazing views from their balcony over the harbour those who run the lookout have applied to the borough council to double the size of that balcony so if that gets the go-ahead there'll be even more outdoor space to enjoy that fabulous view over the west pier i'll share some more scarborough tourism news on the next episode of the visit scarborough podcast which i can now reveal will actually be coming out next wednesday the 27th of january so going forward the visit scarborough podcast will be available every wednesday from where you get your podcasts well that's nearly it for episode three of the visit scarborough podcast thank you so much for listening we're going to finish off though with some more of your comments which have been coming in on the visit scarborough social media pages your favorite places to get fish and chips from in scarborough well jill barber says north bay fisheries is lovely opposite Peasone park Matt Chapman have been coming to Scarborough every year since 2010 and I've got to say Leeds fisheries on Eastborough is simply the best Ralph says North Bay fisheries are very good and that comes from a person that doesn't eat fish wow uh, Richard Brighton goes for Leeds Chippy and Winking Willies Margaret Bell says Whackers in the town or Winking Willies on the seafront but she does say and this is very worth pointing out don't feed the seagulls, although they do tend to help themselves. North Bay Fisheries says Zoe Jordan, Trudy Mattinson, Tricia Stevenson as well. Judy Sharp says we had fish and chips at the Welcome Inn almost two years ago now. Excellent. Thoroughly enjoyed them. Uh, Nick Rose says North Bay Fisheries and Marks are both excellent and great value for money. Gordon McNeil says, Ramsill Fisheries and the Fishpan. Both of them are simply fantastic. Steve Scott has a few. p Crossgates, Hayton in no particular order. Uh, thank you for all the comments. Really appreciate all those that have come in. We've had absolutely mountains of comments. And I particularly enjoy... A little debate going on as well between one family on our Facebook page. This is the Westbury family. You've got three members of the same family all commenting and all choosing three different fish and chip shops as their favourite. And I do appreciate the nice comments about how great the Visit Scarborough podcast is. That is uh, lovely of you to say. So that's it for episode three of the Visit Scarborough podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. If you get it on iTunes, please leave a review. That would be massively appreciated. And uh, join me for episode four, available on Wednesday, the 27th of January, and featuring another fabulous local entertainer, Magic Mike, who may have entertained you and your family at various Scarborough venues over the years. The Visit Scarborough podcast is an MPB production. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. <coughs>